Hey guys, you're listening to RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters, a podcast that explores the nuances of aspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We're two real estate investors that quit our jobs by challenging the mindset society teaches in school and overcoming traditional limiting beliefs. Join us each week as we dive into the mindset of an entrepreneur. Welcome back, guys, to another week of RJ and Austin's Mindset Soapbox. Austin doesn't like that so much. I think it's because he's a Gen Zer, but I like it. It's an old man saying. Welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about obstacles versus excuses. But before we jump into that, I got to ask Austin, how's your day been? What's going on? It's good, man. It's, uh, It's pretty early here on the East Coast, 7.30 a.m., but we're rocking and rolling, man. We're um, looking forward to the day. Um, Busy day ahead of me today, to be honest. Um, Going over to look at this property, I think we're going to put in an offer. Uh, Pretty excited for it. It's going to be a five-bedroom short-term rental, but yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And actually, 7.30 a.m. isn't early. I wake up at 5 a.m. Central Time, so I'm an hour difference. But um, again, it it ties into obstacles versus excuses. Today, I did not want to get out of bed. Um, I got out of bed maybe 15 minutes late, but I sat in bed and said, I don't want to get out of bed. And I could have told myself a thousand excuses. Uh, I don't feel good. I didn't get enough sleep. I'm tired. And those are all excuses, right? So I got my ass out of bed, started my morning routine, um, and here we are. So let me, uh, let me just touch on that real quick, RJ. So I had that yeah. same same situation this morning. I'm laying in bed. I was just like, maybe I just text RJ, call RJ, tell him that I'm having equipment <laughs> issues because I don't have to get out of bed. Exactly. But then I told myself, you know, you got to hold yourself accountable. Your podcast is literally about holding yourself accountable. So what, um, what standard are you going to set for, for your listeners if you yourself can't get out of bed? So here I am, even though I'm a little tired, ready to, ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. And just a quick reminder, uh, RJ and Austin's podcast is not scripted. We may create a framework, but we definitely talk off the top of our heads here. Um, and this just goes into perfect circumstances. Everything that we talk about is going to touch on every single other topic we talk about because it's not one magic bullet. It's not one action behavior that's going to create um, the lifestyle that you want. Everything really touches on each other. So in the 10, 15 minutes you have us today, you're not going to hear every single other nuance that goes into what we talk about, obstacles versus excuses. Obviously, there's exceptions, et cetera. But I just want to say that because, uh, you know, there's always going to be one person out there that's saying, oh, those guys are full of shit. They don't know what they're talking about. They said X, Y, Z and didn't even mention this. Well, you know, we could be on here for five hours and not touch on everything. So, obstacles versus excuses, Austin. Why don't you uh, start us off and then I'll, I'll throw myself in the mix. Yeah, yeah, RJ. I'd love to. Um, 
so let's just start with uh, where we're both in, right? So we're both in real estate. And when we first wanted to make that jump into real estate, I'm sure there was a lot of obstacles or a lot of excuses. So you were telling yourself and I was telling myself, right? So a few uh, just off the top of my head that I know a lot of investors face are the first one being money. Oh, I don't have enough money um, to start investing in real estate. Maybe they only had, I don't know, $5,000, $10,000 or whatever that aspect is. But you can get creative. And if you find a good deal, you'll end up finding money. And then that gets rid of your excuse and your obstacle. Your excuse is that you just don't want to go ahead and, and do that task. You, you just don't want to go ahead and start jumping into it. So the excuse is the fact that you don't have enough money, but the real reason is that you just are telling yourself that you're not ready to jump into it. So that's just one. So let's think of a, another one um, that I hear day in and day out. Um, there's no deals out there in the real estate market. Well, there's plenty of deals, but it also goes back to being creative and how far, how long you're willing to look for that deal until you get your first one um, in the pipeline. And then when you close on that one and then you start rehabbing it and then it's on the market, right? So there's one second excuse. Um, a third excuse is education, right? Oh, I just, I don't know how to invest in real estate. I don't, I don't know how to um, buy a home. I don't know how to find these properties. Well, um, you can just educate yourself and you put an hour to the side each day, um, go on different platforms on the internet, uh, such as YouTube and start learning there or learn through books. Your excuse is, um, that you don't have the education, but go around that and, um, get that education. And then slowly you overcome that obstacle and stop giving yourself those excuses. So there's just three RJ that I see day in and day out with new investors and people that are facing similar um, situations. Exactly. And I love those three because they are the most common. Um, and one of the things that I do want to say is, uh, you know, I could hear all the haters right now saying, well, you know, that's easy for you to say, or, you know, you have money or you've already done it. Um, the thing is, what what we didn't mention is time, right? A lot of people think that um, or want to get into something so quickly. So the money aspect, I don't have money. Well, you don't have money right now, but you could start the behavior so that you can build up the savings to have money a year later, two years later. <clears throat> so those are excuses. And those same people that will say, I don't have money, go to Starbucks every day and spend $5 on a cup of coffee every single day. They go out to eat, uh, go out to eat with their friends two, three times a week, spend $75 on a meal every single week, three times a week. Those same people have expensive gym memberships and don't go to the gym. I mean, think of uh, all the different things that even... I'm guilty of, or that maybe you're guilty of, that people do on a day-in, day-out basis while using that excuse or rationalizing why. I don't have money. You know, education. I don't understand. I, you know, 
well, have, how many books have you read? How many podcasts do you listen to? How many times have you been to a meetup and asked people who are successful in the space questions around the uncertainty that you have? And I guarantee you, most of the time, the answer will be zero. I haven't been to any meetups. Oh, why, why not? Oh, I don't feel comfortable in that situation. Yeah. That's an excuse as well. You're right. You're completely so, right. And uh, so Austin and I are not perfect. We'll give examples of this very podcast. So we talked about it in the perfect circumstance episode. Um, Austin and I didn't, you know, we started this podcast probably three weeks later than we could have because we're like, oh, we need uh, the best camera. I need a better microphone. Um, I need some lighting. And now, <laughs> even before this episode, Austin and I were talking about how I need better internet upload speed <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't lag. But, um, you know, that's not stopping us from filming or recording this episode but exactly we could have very easily used that as an now yep. now we we touch very much on excuses uh let's talk about obstacles so obstacles and roadblocks roadblocks are an easier way to think about it because obstacles are actual physical limitations actual limitations why you cannot do something. I cannot run or walk because I have a broken ankle. I cannot, uh, you know, I cannot read because, so this is where it becomes a, a slippery slope, right? Um, there's a lot of obligations, such as family, um, taking care of your baby, that are actual obstacles. But you as listener, whoever you are out there listening, you have to make a firm determination, draw a line in the sand between what is an actual obstacle. Um, and the reason I say that, because you could say, yeah, I have to pick up my baby as an excuse. You could pay a nanny or something like that. But I mean, family above everything, right? So it's draw that line in the sand and make sure you know when you're either rationalizing not doing something or it's an actual moral or value for yourself to where it is a physical, mental, emotional obstacle or roadblock. We could dive into that later. Again, nuances. We can't talk about it. Again. So, Austin, you want to maybe jump in and tell us about a, an obstacle roadblock you have? Yeah, just I, I guess real quick, guys, um, when you're listening to this and when RJ is talking about obstacles and excuses, 90% of um, the things that you're telling yourself you can't do it because of a certain reason are going to be excuses and 10%, the remaining 10% are just going to be obstacles. So, so definitely keep that in mind when you're trying to determine what's an obstacle and what's actually an excuse and then, and then move forward. Honestly, RJ, I mean... I, everything, everything that's stopping me in, in my life right now, um, I see as just an excuse. I don't see anything completely prohibiting me from accomplishing a goal, uh, besides my own self. So I can't really touch on that too much, um, to be honest. Um, but, I, uh, I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I actually, 
I actually was hoping you would say that because um, I feel the same. And uh, it's not cockiness, right? A lot of people will be like, well, those guys are cocky. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'm a little cocky. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's that shift the reprogramming of your mindset. You know, we get up on the soapbox every single week because it's really just reprogramming your mind and the way that you think about life. So if you say you can't do something, that's your own limiting beliefs telling you. It's yourself telling you you cannot do it. When really, ideally, you have all, you have everything at your fingertips to be able to do that. You have all the resources. You just, is it important to you? Mm -hmm. So the obstacles, excuses comes down to the importance. What's important to you in your life? What, what your morals, what your values are? How do I segment it? And that's why I say you have to draw a very hard line so that it doesn't become a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to touch on one, one excuse um, that I probably hear the most when people start um, um, either going after a goal or, or trying to invest in real estate um, is, is the money aspect. Again, I feel like that's, that's probably the biggest one that I hear from new investors. Um, uh, maybe they have 30K saved up in their 401K and they, they don't want to spend it and they see that as being too risky. Well, so what I did with my first property, um, I, I didn't have that much money. Right. Um, so I was making a, a decent amount of income for my W-2. So I told myself I was going to save at least 50% of my income each month and be as frugal as possible so I could save up enough for a down payment and, and move forward with that first house. And it, it was a little frustrating at first, but it was able to get me in the game and get the ball rolling. And that's the whole reason why I'm here today. So what I love the love the most from podcasts that I listen to are the gold nuggets that people give me that I can implement into my life um, that moment. And I always write them down and I have a, a spreadsheet on my computer of all the gold nuggets I get from these podcasts that I listen to. So a gold nugget for, for the people listening to this podcast is there's an app called Budget. You go on Budget and it allows you to input... Um, whatever you spend money on. So if you're spending money on gas, food, restaurant, drinks, alcohol, um, traveling, shopping, for you ladies out there, um, it helps you look at, look at it, <laughs> helps you look at it at the end of the month to see where you're allocating your money to and how much money you're spending each month. Because moving forward, the next month, you can say, okay, I'm only going to give myself, I don't know, $300 a week to spend on like everything, gas going out, restaurants, food, whatever it may be. And then it allows you to start being disciplined moving forward. And so you're, you're growing that disciplined mindset and then you're also saving money to buy or invest in whatever it is you want to going forward. And that's a key key principle to have in, in mindset, um, I personally believe, um, to be able to get you to where you want to be. What do you think about that, RJ? I think that's awesome. It, it, um... You're, you are better than me because I don't have a spreadsheet that I write down all these gold nuggets. I just try to remember them. Um, I'm really not organized. So that's one of, um, that's one of my behaviors that I have to work on. Uh, that act, so 
Austin, that reminds me of a story um, from when I used to work as a car salesman. So here's something fun. I used to work as a car salesman when I was 18 years old. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Um, A guy came in one day and wanted to buy a dually pickup truck. I think it was $80,000. And we were about $15 away from monthly payment on price. So my manager tells me, um, go to him and tell him that we're talking about a cup of coffee a week. Say, you know, we're splitting the hairs on just purchasing a cup of coffee a week. Go, the, go back to him, tell him that. So I went back to him and I told him that. And he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, yeah, but who's buying that cup of coffee? Are you buying my cup of coffee? Who's going to pay for my cup of coffee? You're not buying my cup of coffee. And I was like 18 years old being, you know, getting shit talked to me by a 50 year old uh, (laughs) man who runs a business. I'm like, right. Because if you think about it, right, a cup of coffee, uh, five days a week, you know, whatever it is, a cup of coffee, $5 over 30 days, that's 150 bucks, right? Then say you're going out to eat with your buddies, with your friends. And you spend a hundred dollars a week on food. That's well, that's four hundred four weeks in a month. It's four hundred bucks plus a hundred fifty for your cup of coffee. That's five fifty. Now think about all the other shit. Your thirty dollar gym membership, hundred dollar gym membership, all that stuff. That's over. You know, that's that's over five hundred dollars a month that you could be saving. And that's what I'm saying. So I always think about. That. Whose cup of coffee is it? When you're talking about budget, whose cup of coffee is it? Are you buying my coffee? Dude, I don't know. Where, where do you go, man? Do you go to do you go to like Walmart, Starbucks, or do you go to McDonald's to get your coffee? Me, I don't. I I I don't see that's a budgeting thing. I don't buy coffee from okay. outside sources. Okay. Starbucks you... is like five dollars a <laughs> cup, dude. It's like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, man. Well, I, I would buy your coffee if you were going to like McDonald's. Um, I don't know if I can <laughs> afford Starbucks, though. I don't even exactly. give myself that pleasure. <laughs> exactly. See, and that's what we're saying, right? Yeah. We're just normal dudes. You want to know how to do this shit? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to make sacrifices. I actually, we uh, bought a coffee machine because Nikki and I were so tired of going out, spending money on coffee. You know, I have a $15 uh, Starbucks gift card sitting in the living room right now. I have not touched it. It's because, why? Like, I don't need to spend money, uh, extra money on that stuff. Now, it's not to say I don't indulge in other things. Um, right now, I'm looking at a wall full of fishing equipment over here. Yeah. He's yeah. always like, more fishing shit in here. Yeah, I think I've seen you maybe post one fishing fishing post on uh, Facebook. <laughs> I've definitely seen you post way more cigar stuff on Facebook. So yeah. I feel like you're more of a cigar enthusiast now as you no. as you age, man. <laughs> no, hundred percent fishing fishing guy. Yeah. I bought a fishing boat last year. <laughs> you did? Yeah, you I did. I love being on it. It's just a sixteen foot fiberglass John boat. Um, um, bass bomber. It's awesome. I love it. It's a little too narrow for me, so it only really works on like slow moving currents like rivers and stuff, big lakes. Nice. Where are you keeping it at? 
it's in the back. It's we got back parking pad right now, so it's in the back parking pad. Okay. All right. Yeah, not too bad. It's covered, and then and then of course, so I bought this boat, and then I bought all the equipment for it, and then I bought a, a, a one of those big party tents to keep it away from the snow in the winter. So now it's like I should we should post a picture. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah, you definitely it's have to ri- send that to me. It's ridiculous, but but I took out my buddy who is a a lender. We went salmon fishing in Milwaukee this summer and uh, caught the biggest salmon I've ever seen in person. It was like twenty five pounds king king salmon, huge, huge, and <laughs> that was wild. So I feel like. You know, just a couple of the experiences I've already had on it that, um, from the year of owning it have definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're going to, next time I get up to Chicago, you're going to be running out charters in Lake Michigan, <laughs> <Right>. man. <laughs> Dude, the, this boat was a budget boat. It's old. Um, you know, I didn't spring for something fancy. I just want to get out on the water. We've taken it to Missouri. Taking it to Kentucky, you know, Nikki loves it. We chill on it. it. It's amazing. So, I mean, the boat only cost me twenty three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. So when I'm, ty- you know, I'm not, I'm not indulging. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. RJ, RJ is being frugal because a new boat now nowadays costs sixty to seventy thousand dollars, and it's just like the new okay. car market, it's impossible to get one. So, definitely still being frugal. I like that man, and still enjoying the the simple pleasures in life as well. So, awesome. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's good, guys. We we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Follow us. You can follow me on Facebook, uh, TikTok, okay, Snapchat. I'm not this Instagram guy like Austin is, <laughs> which is an excuse of mine, by the way. Anyway, follow us, like us, subscribe. Um, Leave us a comment, write us a note, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yo, you made it to the end. You're one step closer to changing your mindset, discovering your true potential. If you like what you heard, share our podcast and leave us a review. Send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week.